Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Greetings, the Greetings Card Podcast. I'm Bobby O'Rourke. And I'm Dan Conroy. Dan, it's a special day. Specialist of days. A holiday, I'd like to, I'd like I know. to argue. Because we have... This is such a special occasion. And Bobby, would you like to inform us as to why we are celebrating in our fa- in our fashion the way we are? Yeah, absolutely. Because it celebrates us, which is why we're here doing the thing we do. Oh, my goodness. And that's the best kind of holiday if you think about it. It celebrates us because we've earned it. That's right. We've done the Lord's work. We've done the country's work. And now we're reaping the benefits of making people listen to us again. And this time, we're not even bringing anything new to the table. We're not going to... We're not going to challenge them in any way. This is an nope. easy listening episode. We are going to take the first 10 cards that we've covered, and we're going to say definitively where we're going to put them on our fridges. And now in the past, we have ranked them ourselves during each episode. But this time with hindsight as a benefit and with how much we've grown as people, I want to say, we will be able to say, knowing what I know now from episode one to episode 10, here's where I want to place these cards. It's very exciting for me. I hope it is for you too. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Bobby. And to you two ding-dings listening out there, we've done 10 episodes worth of work, which merits us a recap episode where we look back at all the stuff we did for only essentially 10 weeks, uh, if you don't count that the pilot was made in January. And now you look at the fact that we have to go back and see how much we've changed because I agree with you, Bobby. You go back to episode one, again, made nearly half a year ago. And when we were recording the episode, Holy Mackerel, It's Your Birthday, titled Happy Birthday from Person. I mean, when it came to greeting cards back then, we, you and I, we were babes in the woods. We, mm-hmm. we knew nothing of this rich environs that exists in the world of bifolded paper with text and image on it. I mean, just we are mountains away from how we used to be i think yeah we landed at plymouth rock and said no one lives here we own this now and then sure enough a bunch of greeting cards came out and said actually we live here we don't need you here get out and we listened but then we came back and said you know what having rethought it we think we're ready to understand a bit more and we'd like to be partners with you in this endeavor and so that's my version of american history that starts off way better than the one that we usually have it makes for a less confusing thanksgiving and 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 less amoral if you think about it gives us a better idea of a thanksgiving that could actually be appreciated without there being a terrible terrible subtext below that often doesn't get discussed but that would be a a, a wonderful dinner the sitting down of american greetings hallmark the one, which, what's the name of the company Toby works for again? Is it American Greetings? Is that the one? No, I think it's Designer Greetings. Designer, Designer Greetings. greetings. Yes. Sorry, Toby. All right, Designer Greetings and us sitting down there enjoying a plentiful bounty of paper and ink and looking across the table from each other and saying things like, happy birthday and congrats on your graduation and happy bat mitzvah to you, my daughter, and many other things that you would potentially read in paper. And this you time You could have around, saved him, for example. That's one of my favorites. Oh, you could have saved him is one of your favorites. One of mine is, it was my onion, but that's okay. I, I bought it for my recipe, but it's okay. That's my favorite of the greetings, sitting down at, at Greetsgiving, which is what we are going to call our Thanksgiving episode. I really enjoy the idea of us having 
greets giving an amoral holiday. I think that's how we have to style it. Happy greets giving an immoral holiday. It's a shame I'm gonna I'm not gonna make that the title of this episode, but I'm definitely gonna try to remember that for when our episode <laughs> comes out on a because traditionally Thanksgiving is on a Thursday or a Friday. I can't. It's on a Thursday. The last Thursday of thank- of uh, November, I think, is supposed to be. Yes, we're gonna have a holiday episode. Awesome. <gasps> yes. Yeah. But no. So today is our unofficial greets giving. In that, yes, we are looking back. It has been ten episodes, which means we have aged ourselves, and so have our opinions on our cards. Now, Bobby, we have a way that we are going to do this. Would you like to explain to those ding-dings out there how exactly we are going to regurgitate our redeveloped and molded opinions on the cards we have spoken of of yesteryear? I would be glad to, and thank you for toning down your language, because before we recorded, ding-dings was the least offensive of the terms you used for our listeners, who we love. And I'll put it in the extra episode later. Don't worry about it. We do love you guys. I, it's just fun to you know, make fun of you. That's all. Yeah. Because you when, can't when say anything it. back. <laughs> Sorry. So, but Oh no, that's all right. We can't, they can't talk back. That's why this is the best thing that we've ever done. Uh huh. So to explain a little bit of what we're going to do here today to the people who can't see what we see, which is most people, mm-hmm. you were kind enough to create for us graphics of fridges on which we will place our cards. And the way we're going to find out the ranking is we have independently made a top 10 list from 10 being the least preferred card to one being the most preferred. And as an aside to the listeners, we love all these cards. They're all special in their own way. We're just saying where they would fall in our fridge or, or if we would say, you know what, this card isn't for me. But what we're going to do is go down the list 10 to one. And whenever we both mention a card, we're going to talk about why it ended up on our particular place on the fridge. And after this episode, we're going to post our fridge And hopefully from this point onward, keep adding. So every so often we'll do another ranking like this with hindsight and we'll fill up our fridge until you can't even get to the spoiled milk that is still languishing in the fridge and it will never be seen again. It's really bad. The super is mad. Our neighbors are mad. But you don't do anything about it. And I don't understand why, because it smells like if Greek yogurt was left out in the sun and you have yet to do anything about it. I don't understand. You've basically made yogurt at this point. And I don't know why you won't take it out. We've we've made a space on the graphic so that you can get the handle of the fridge and open it up and you can clean it out. We just don't want you to lose your deposit. So please take care of the spoiled milk. We love you. But also, please enjoy that we will be adding, as Bobby said, exponentially more cards. So if you have a couple of wedding save the dates coming up or happy Arbor Day cards coming through with your nieces and nephews on them. Find somewhere else for that garbage because the front of the fridge is getting filled with our greeting cards. Fill it up, clean your fridge, so be it. And of course, as Bobby said, you'll be able to see those on our social media. First one will be out at GreetingsPod on Instagram and on Twitter at GreetingsCast. So you can all join in on seeing where these cards are going to be. But of course, verbally, we are going to Wean and wax, wane and wax, not wean and wax. We're going to wane we and wax. Wean and wax. That's okay. It's up to you. I'd like to. I'd like to wean off of waxing. Honestly, I'd stop. I like to stop bloviating more. And be, you got to wean me off it because if you make me go cold turkey, then I'm gonna get cold in the turkey. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't, but thank you. No one does. You know, before we start, I should mention this too. Apropos of our entire reason for being here. Recently, my wife cleared off our fridge and rearranged all of our greeting cards. So I now have about a quarter of my fridge that's just open pasture for new cards, new things to remember. We shredded a bunch because they had names and dates and and addresses. And I cannot tell you how odd it is to shred the face of a newborn baby 
and look at it <laughs> as it goes into a shredder. It gives you such a guilt to a point where you almost think to yourself, well, I should probably put this in a drawer for later times. And because the idea of putting it through a shredder just feels a little too bleak right now. But then the rational part of your brain goes, what are you going to do with this card in the next month? That's going to change that you'll need to put it in a drawer somewhere. Because at that point, you're just bordering on hoarding. You're, you're hoarding bordering. And then you think to yourself, well... I'm going to shred it, but then what you would have to turn it. I feel like I would have to turn it away. Like I'd have to make sure that the eyes of this paper child is not looking at me. I felt like I owed it to the child to look at them as I did this thing to them that mm. I don't That's know if they want it. Yeah. I, I tried to be, but I mean, I had three cards from my cousin who's had a baby and she's adorable and I love her pieces, but three cards on one fridge. It's a lot of real estate. And so I made some hard choices with with Maddie's help. And she said, you know, you, you got to get rid of some of these. And I said, OK, I'm going to pick this one. She's outgrown this. The Fourth of July is over. It's done. <laughs> we don't need That's, this anymore. We're, we're at the two month it. mark by this point. I think we done two and a half. Actually, we're getting you know, we're getting there. So I think that uh, enough time has passed where I feel like the time has come to shred that bad boy because a new card will be coming up with the upcom- upcoming holidays. So I don't mm-hmm. think you have too much to worry about. And of course, it's good you had somebody. Next to you, in this case, Maddie, where they were rational enough to be like, listen, this is where this needs to go in its next step. Because I've had it where I have kept Christmas cards for six months on the fridge, mostly because I forgot, but also because I was like, well, this is still a nice thing. But a Christmas card in June on your fridge is very unsettling. It says something a little bit about how much you pay attention to those cards to begin with. So that's when I take them down and go, you weren't looking at these anyways. Let's let's face facts here. You weren't even trying. It needs to happen. And I'm glad I did it because now I have room for a bunch of whole new cards that I hope to get. So move over weddings from two years ago. I hope you're still happy, but I have no idea. We haven't spoken since then. Yeah, exactly. And that's none of my business whether or not you, you are. I went to the wedding. That's all that matters. And I got a cool card out of it. I will be sure, Bobby, to um, send you a lot of unnecessary cards. Like, it'll say something on the front of it, like, happy first day of kindergarten. And in the middle, it'll be like, hey, I had a quick question about the podcast. Did you end up using Pixlr like I told you to? And that'll just be what fills. I hope that's what fills up your fridge. If you're filling it up with some family garbage, that's going to be very, I'm going to be very unhappy about that. I wouldn't dream of it. I think I have a pretty clean fridge right now. I recently cleaned it up in the past few months because it was getting overloaded with save the dates. I've been to a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. And the only way that reminds me of these weddings, I think we both have, and what reminds me of these weddings is keeping it right on the fridge and going like, oh, got to remember when that comes in and then being able to save the date and and get ready to go to it. So that's where a lot of my real estate for my fridge recently has gone. But now that we've gone past some of those weddings, I also have space for Christmas stuff, which I'm saying it on the podcast and hopefully I do it. Want to make my own Christmas card this year. Something fun. Don't know how. But I want to do it, so I'll figure it out. We have yet to do an episode on self-made cards, I don't think, specifically. So that could be a very interesting subject to discuss. Maybe that would be fun to do for Christmas because I feel like, you know, the holiday times, whether it be Christmas or whatever holiday, I feel like quite a lot of fun holiday cards get made with people sitting in, well, it used to be JCPenney Studios with the cloudy background and sitting on a square block and looking shoulders back, relaxed, head up with a sweater. Now, a lot of the times it's done in homes or in places where a lot of patches are, whether it be a a patch of spruce trees or pumpkins. But 
I actually want to go to a JCPenney and still, if they still do, I want a studio time, damn it. I'm thinking that's going to be the cover art for our podcast is we should go to a JCPenney and do a photo shoot there and make it. Yes, if we update it from that bad Photoshop cover I did, we should absolutely do that, you and me. I love your cover, don't get me wrong, but sometimes season two, you know, you go back and say, okay, here's what we're going to do to really reel in the audience. The ding dongs, as we refer to them here. The ding dongs, which is what you guys are going to be. You're our ding dongs. Congratulations, kids. You're named after a snack treat from Hostess or something. I can't remember. Probably Hostess. Shall we get started on these rankings? Uh, let us get on going. Let us rank until our heart's content. Now, Bobby, you you begin us going. All right. So uh, before I start, I would just like to remind the listener that if you've got a card you would like us to review or talk about, you can reach out to us at GreetingsPod on Instagram and at GreetingsCast on Twitter. And if you have any opinions, good or bad, about where we ranked these cards, we would love to hear them and get into just a torrential argument on social media so if you you're up for that so are we that's all i'm gonna super say. deep super deep we're gonna get mean about it too we're gonna be real cyber bullies to you if you don't come with the exact opinion and or content that we want so we're just saying please bring to us but exert caution because we're gonna get real real petty don't start anything you can't stop or finish whatever the saying is don't yeah. don't do don't do anything that's the don't do anything bet. yeah you know what we lied don't don't message us we don't, don't want do it. anything <laughs> don't do anything if you can avoid it if you can avoid anything do that did you say you'd like me to go first or would you like to go first by all means please let, uh, get us started because we're going from lowest to highest so where where is your number 10 bobby please tell me what is on our scale your lowest ranked card of the last 10 cards that we've reviewed on greetings the greetings card podcast okay so starting from the bottom and i'm gonna check off so we'll know when we both talk about our, our cards my number 10 is from our ninth episode titled oh fuck i'm a dad it is the oh. it is the uh have an honest day birthday with the uh with the golden retriever singing to us from the beyond and that is my number 10 dan what is your 10 as you remember we're going to talk about these cards when we both hit it and this is a ranking system perfected by the james bonding podcast so shout out to them i don't know them but it's a very fun podcast this is their ranking system i don't own it i don't take credit for it but i will steal it from my own ends yeah we can steal things like ranking systems that's perfectly fine that's how this country was made probably stealing the british ranking system and then we got ours that's right thank you james bonding my number 10 now that's really good because i will say kind of skipping ahead here but uh birthday and on birthday and honest day the dog talking card from oh fuck i'm a dad is really low for me but i will say my number 10 is actually from episode seven we're pro jug beer birth what i called beer birthday horror, or you called it beer birthday horror which is uh sorry those are your words not mine bobby's words beer birthday horror the man holding the pint glass in his mouth that is my number 10 and it is deep down there with a stake in its heart okay well hold on to those feelings because my number Mm -hmm. nine is birthday beer horror we're pro jug episode seven so dan we have now reached this is our lowest ranked card on average so why don't you start? It's your lowest one. I put it slightly above. Pour me a glass of your thoughts. What's this, happening this, here? This card deserves to be exactly where it was printed, inked, created, approved, and that is hell. This this card is an unsettling mess. It has a terrible message to it, which is like happy birthday and beer, <laughs> which, again, we've both said we enjoy a cold brew, we enjoy a drink every now and again. It's when you make it your personality that it's annoying. Yes. And that is where we have come to where... Excessive drinking on your birthday immediately is celebrated, which I don't necessarily know needs to be in a greeting card. It is gross. It is vor-like. It is a terrible bar trick. 
clearly the creation of the card is poorly done. The execution of the design is not what I would call up to snuff. Just there is nothing redeeming about this card. If you look at, should I describe where it is on the uh, on the level of the fridge for me, or should we do that later? Oh, you could do it right now if you want to on, on yours. Go ahead. It doesn't even deserve to be on the fridge for me. I literally it's not put even it on, on the side. It's, it's in nope. the it's it's in the trash or where is it? The, in this, I literally in, this. in the image. I put it in red and just wrote no on top of it. I, I basically disqualified it. I think I wrote on our greetings spreadsheet, I literally wrote the phrase, where is it on the fridge? And I wrote small fire in sync slash disqualified. <laughs> just, it is a disqualified card. I refuse to give this any more space in my brain, in my eyes, and in my heart. It deserves none of those. It is gone, and may it not rest, may it forever suffer. Bobby, how do you feel about this card so I can get off my high horse here? Well, I put it at number nine, but I feel like we're going to even out pretty soon. I think it's mean-spirited. You said it better than I could. I think that's my biggest problem. I don't mind that it's a little wacky or a little scary. In fact, as I've said, I kind of prefer the scary cards in certain lights. It just feels a little less thought out mean. It feels like the kind of Mm. card that... It, it it's your Rob Zombie Halloween card. It's like meant to be like as offensive as possible, and I just don't yeah. need that in my greeting cards most of the time. I I just don't. No, I agree with you. That that that's not a energy that I'm looking for with something that I'm trying to bring to somebody in celebration, regardless of whether or not that was the actual purpose. Yeah, the mean spiritedness of it all. The it's an unnecessary energy. It's not a good one. So for that reason, I don't think it really deserves. And where did you put it on the fridge? Or did you want to bring that up later? I was going to say this one is probably, I, it wasn't as colorful as yours. It, it wasn't in a <laughs> small very, fire. I got very venomous about mine. <laughs> but I think this one is just sort of look at it, sort of take it with two fingers, you know, thumb and forefinger and just into the into the bin and say, I'm sure that person meant well and then leave it mm-hmm. at that. They meant well, but it's just, and that was kind of them to give me a card and the exchange we had together is all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be any more than that. It doesn't need to be something I save. It'll just be, we'll have the moment that we had together there. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's our 10. That's that's the lowest one. We can only, we literally can only go up from here. So yes, you're yes. at your number nine. So what is your number nine preferred card? Well, get ready, Bobby. We're about to have our next discussion. So number nine for me was birthday and honest day from Oh Fuck, I'm a Dad, episode nine, the talking dog Father's Day card. Now, I will say my reason for it being number nine. Now, I will grant it that it is leaps and bounds better than number 10. It really is a deep gap between number 10 and number nine. But I do genuinely dislike this card. (laughs) Make no mistake, listener. He doesn't like this card. Make no mistake, ding-dongs. It is still bad. It is still a bad time because it is a... As we mentioned in the episode itself, we don't have to rehash old history so much so, but it is a motorized moving jaw on a Labrador puppy. It has a weird song that calls Father's Day an honest day, which, again, not to overbloviate on on work we've already done, but... Father's Day and Honest Day, never heard that descriptor before. Mm-mm. It requires a battery, which I don't think any honest greeting card deserves if you are confident in your words. There was just so much about this card that was unlikable. And despite being a good message, it was just, it was all done in the most obnoxious minion-like way. I'm talking like just minion meme on Facebook feeling, which a lot of people like, I don't. So... <laughs> It's part on the fridge goes bottom right. If I'm even going to put it on the fridge at all, which, you know, they can't all go in the trash if I don't like them. So they it kind of ruins the point of our rubric. So I put this one bottom right fridge. 
completely away from the eye. It's going to fall down and annoy me. And that's all it deserves to be is just annoying. So that's where it is for me. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, well said. I'll tell you what the defining factor was for me making this lower than birthday beer horror is mm-hmm. I imagined myself walking by the fridge in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, to get that spoiled milk I mentioned in the intro, to do anything that a young red-blooded American lad would do, and accidentally opening this card and hearing the caterwall that would result if I knocked this card open and I started hearing the Honest Day song. Actually, as a card, it doesn't offend me so much, except this one would annoy me. And that is, to me, worse than being a little offensive, because offense is quiet. Annoyances, it's interrupting my day. And that's why this one edged out birthday beer whore for the lowest ranking wow. uh, on my that's fridge. a that's a beautifully poetic criticism bobby that i've never thought of before yes offensiveness can be quiet and hidden annoyance is shared with everyone around you and therefore it's more egregious i never thought about that before i think from here for me at least i know they go up i've said that already and i'm repeating myself because that's the best way to use people's time but from here on out they're all pretty much good for me of varying levels so i so i'm, I'm happy to hear I would be happy to hear if that's the case for you. If, if yes, I'm uh, sorry. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I I was just about to say in agreement with you that uh, there's there's even a further dip from birthday honest day from eight to one because ultimately it was a little bit hard because I don't have anything deeply against any of the rest of the cards. I had something that I very much was annoyed resented at with number nine and deeply deeply resented with number ten and then everything after that's pretty much gravy. I will say I have preferences, which we're going to get into in just a second, mm-hmm. but that's really what it is. It's not anything other than personal preference of where I like it and deserve it to be, which, of course, we can talk about in the ratings. So for number eight, which is our next card in line, Dear O'Rourke, what was your number eight? My number eight was the card we analyzed with our good friend and first guest, Toby Sagona. Toby un- unfortunately wrote its title as Toilet Birthday. <laughs> open parentheses toby sagona close that parentheses. is that's perfectly fine that feels mean i apologize toby you did nothing wrong that is on episode eight you heard it here foes so dan that's my number eight what is your number eight my number eight was actually the duck card from episode two the alimony falcon still my favorite title of any episode we've ever done and it was i myth your birthday which I know, I know, it's difficult. We can get into that once we once we cross over. But I missed your birthday for me was number eight, and I can describe why later. You will not be seeing that one for a while, my friend. Just let me tell you uh, right now. I hear you. It's fine. Uh, so my I like I like how we have differences. That's yes. that's what's gonna that's what's gonna add to the flavor of today's episode. That's right. If we all agreed with one another, we would just be two dudes talking to each other over a microphone. But now it's that, but slightly longer because we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like other two dudes talking on a podcast. This time, it's longer than usual. And most of the time, it's three guys. So it's only two guys. So you know the flavor is good. And so far, I haven't tried to sell anyone a protein shake, which I feel like should be a plus in my category. That's all I'm going to say. I do have an ad for Manscaped. They did not give us a sponsorship, but I'm hoping if I start doing them, they're going to be like, hey, you guys talk about ball cleanliness better than most people. Let's get you guys a sponsorship. Yeah, I ran behind the man who runs Justin's Peanut Butter uh, and he did not like it. <laughs> I don't even know that one, Justin's. Pe- That's a terrible name. I found Justin. It's great peanut butter. And I'm not if- buying Justin's peanut butter. He sells yeah. it out of a Toyota Camry. You don't know what you're missing. It's got extra Tabasco in it for flavor. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, well, Dan, my number seven 
mm-hmm. is Seafood Birthday from Episode 5, Not Gone But Forgotten, which might be my favorite title of an episode. That, that, is, that, is, a great, that is a great title. That is all thanks to you as well. Uh, we're not going to see that one for a while either, just a little heads up. My number seven was Birthday Spa Splurge from Episode 6, Denise McTrain, Dynamo Receptionist, wow. uh, which I think was one of the greater episodes in which we further fleshed out the mythos of the podcast by creating a new character. We, we've made a couple before then, but Denise McTrain was really a star example of our improv ability to create other creatures. Yeah, and I have a lot to say about that when we get there, but not yes. yet. Yes, because here we go. Because my number six is our very first episode, episode one, Happy Birthday from Person, Holy Mackerel, It's Your Birthday. That's my number six. <sighs> All right. Yeah, we're going to that that won't take as long. Not yet, unfortunately. I've not gotten there yet. Although I see where you're going with Holy Mackerel. Makes perfect sense. My number six was, in fact, You Changed My Life from episode 10, Mutual Assured Gratitude, the most recent episode. That mm-hmm. would be my number six. Uh, so I can. We're going a long time. I'm surprised. Like these, this is good though. We're gonna have a lot this to is, talk about. I think. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Once we, now that we're at five, I think now we're gonna actually start talking about them. We'll see. So that was your number six. My number, that was my number six. My number five is the card. You do that for me. Thanks so much. From episode three. I don't like owing dogs things. And I should say <laughs> at this point, I'm having. Probably the most fun rehashing the names of the episodes more than the cards. And so the names are the most fun so far. They really are. It's such a good time to pull out the one line that I think you and I could not not laugh at. Like we had to take a pause and in the editing, I had to cut out the time because we spent 15 seconds just in silence laughing at ourselves via the microphone. And that's how I know we've got ourselves a title name. And if I could tell the ding dongs how many times we've come up with a title name, or title is the word I'm looking for, before we even recorded, which is very frustrating. But that's mm-hmm. that's my fault, really. Number five for me was Toilet Birthday. Toby Sagona, number eight. You heard it here, foes. Let's get into it. Bobby, what didn't you like about this, or what did you like about it that brought it to number eight on your scale, number five on mine? I have nothing but good things to say about this card. It just, for whatever reason, it doesn't tickle me as much as the others. I think the joke is a little simple for my taste. I mean, it's funny. I understand it, but it doesn't invoke any poetics in me and i've just been doing hand motions that i'm so glad that the listening audience can't see but it, it to me is a, a perfect for the fine listener card. we're both italian so we're, that's now we are yeah now we are so this this is i haven't made my graphic yet as you have so i'm kind of thinking about where these are going to go but this is you know bottom of the fridge it's going to stay up there for a while it's just it's not a card i don't think i'm going to revisit very often this is number five for mm. you though so this is this, this is halfway house uh of this cards. is a general neutrality card honestly this mm. card has a lot to give but it also has a lot to take and is not one that i felt very strong about either positively or negatively in that both of my feelings for it neutralized into a good card Mm -hmm. because I thought the image, which for those who might not remember, it's a toilet with two toilet paper roll eyes and a paper towel roll for a cigar. So it's got a kind of uh, uh, Jimmy Cagney sort of Al Capone mobster look to it and was a happy birthday card, which I thought was endearing and fun to goof around with it was a Mm -hmm. fun goof em up card you know it was a goofy card which i thought was a lot of fun but a good point was made i think by toby and and agreed by all of us during the podcast episode bathroom card don't really want it on my fridge not gonna enjoy it on there for that long kind of creates an unpleasant feeling when i'm going in for food doesn't doesn't wet the appetite let's say so 
I found it neutral for me. I didn't hate it. And I didn't even have a dislike for it. Again, I thought it was fun. Its lifespan's just not going to be very long. So for that point, I put it at a neutral five. Okay. that's. I yeah. think that's reasonable. And I think this card is reasonable. And that's what I'm yeah. looking for sometimes. I think yours is reasonable card. as well, though. Like, it really, yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's a simple humor. So therefore, it, it, in that way, it doesn't necessarily uh, bring super much to the table. So I get where you're coming from there. You're, you're, you're not wrong and I'm not wrong. Let's make that clear from the beginning, Bobby. It's the ding-dongs who are wrong. It's you people listening to this thing. You guys are wrong. If you're listening to this on your commute, you're wrong. We love you, but that's just where you are, okay? Thank you for subscribing. Yes, like and subscribe. Uh, Please like and subscribe. That was your number five, which brings us to my number four, which is Denise McTrain, Dynamo Receptionist, Birthday Spa Mm. Splurge, which means we are talking Dan. You put this at seven. I put it at four. Same distance as our previous card. You heard it uh, here, Foe's Toilet Birthday. So number seven for you. So where is it? Why is it there? Who are you? How did you get in? How can I make you leave? My name's Dan. Came in through the rafters, going to go out through other rafters. Would love me a little bite of your Nutella before you made me leave. I see it on the shelf. Just need a little sugar to get back up there. I'm I'm the worst kind of holiday visitor. Neither a Santa Claus nor an Easter rabbit creature nor an elf on a whatever. Just I'm stealing something and I'm not providing back. Sorry for what I did to your coat closet. I think that so, was in some kind of pentameter. I'd have to go back and, and scan it, but it might have been poetry, I have to say. Yeah, that might have been. It might have been a, a, a really low, low-lying low uh, limerick, an LLL. <laughs> uh, so I, number seven for Denise McTrain. I'm not going to deny that I am so grateful that we've created Denise. She's one of our favorite characters. She's got a great voice. She's really dedicated to her position as being the front end of a salon that makes you feel bad about not having the extra $40 to get the day of bliss or whatever the fuck it was. Having said that, <laughs> it I I took a moment to look back at the card and it's unsettling. It's unsettling imagery combined with the fact that I have to be reminded of a sort of classism that might come with, you know, being able to afford certain things versus the other. Of course, that might not be direct classism. That's just the price of things. The point I'm getting at is not something I want to be reminded of for a birthday celebration, even if I could splurge. So I liked this card, but it's a little unsettling and weird. And so even though on my ranking on the fridge, I gave it a pretty high space. Whereas our past card, uh, Toilet Birthday, got middle right of the fridge door. I put Denise McTrain in the middle of the fridge. So I do like her presence and I am going to keep it. But there's no denying that as a ranking for a card, it was a little strange, kind of gave me even maybe a little like Ren and Stimpy vibes. Like mm, you just don't know yes. like where this animation is going to take you. Some heavy Klasky Supo vibes, I think we said. Some in the very Klasky Supo vibes as we, yeah, totally. We, we, we touched on that in the episode. And yeah, so for that reason, I feel I'm just going to keep it a little bit lower than the other ones for that reason. Not to say, of course, it doesn't, didn't, it wasn't good for creating content, but. I can't argue with any of that. All I can say is that Denise McTrain has entered the pantheon of this podcast. It's it's on the level with any other character that we've been introduced to and have had the privilege to work with. So I couldn't let her languish in the midsection. She's in the top half. And I... In a strange way that you find this card unnerving, I think I find it comforting because I look at it and Mm. think Rugrats and I think Doug and I think all the television shows I grew up with. So in a strange way, Denise and the art style she brings make me happy, even if what's inside the card is about 
not being able to afford nice things on your birthday, which some people would say isn't a very happy birthday, but those are purists and we don't need to talk about the formalist people, you know, on, on these greeting card podcasts. I certainly won't be talking about them. You can do whatever you please, but I'm just going to check out and, you know, play some more Fortnite. Yeah, this whole, the rest of the podcast is me talking to Dan and him not responding and then, you know, yes. we'll just go on for about 16 more minutes and then we... You are you up. are holding up the keys uh, and dangling them in front of me to try to get me to pay attention and all I can do is just go like, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> hundred percent. All the things I say when I'm responding to you and I'm just actually playing Fortnite. You just have a tape recorder that's just giving me the same six stock phrases. <laughs> exactly. Like a soundboard from Newgrounds back in the day. That's just saying the first few couple things that I usually say to keep the thing going. No, I respect that. I, I, it, it, These last seven were tough. They really were because I, I really enjoyed all of them for their own reasons. And if we're going by character creation, Denise McTrain's number one. I mean, obviously, that is the most we've ever gotten out of a card so far in regards to the strength stretching out of our great pantheon, our character mm-hmm. list. But I would say among the others, it is going to be on this level for me so far, but I am grateful to see it on the fridge. But of course, that brings us to our, let me see, that was your that was your number four, right? This is your number four next. Yes, so you, you have the honors, sir. So my number four going forward is our number one inaugural pilot, Holy Mackerel, It's Your Birthday from Happy Birthday from Person, episode one pilot. Okay, well, do you want to start on this one or shall I? Well, you know, I'll tell you the reason why I put it on number four, probably so high. Maybe it was the nostalgia for the fact that it is our inaugural episode. Maybe nostalgia did, in fact, poison me, even though I, I'd certainly not number one or even the top three. But I did like the absurd imagery looking back at the pure art of the front of the card, just the unabashed, no content front of a just a dead fish with wings and a halo. Something about it was so great to me because I was thinking of the moments that I would be looking at this card via my time at the fridge, going into the freezer section to get all those frozen olives that I like to eat late at night that I don't mm-hmm. tell anybody about because I get judged for eating frozen olives, uh, Kalamata specifically. Frozen so, olives. Okay, wait, I have to stop you just for a moment. So you put them in the freezer, not cold. You freeze them and then- I don't really, but I want the ding-dongs to believe I am so they think that I'm I'm popular and pretty and cool. Oh, and don't what, let me spoil the game. Continue, sir. What I actually do really like doing, and this is a true thing, um, frozen grapes. If you guys haven't eaten frozen white, or, or you could do it with, with Concord grapes or red grapes or whatever you like frozen grapes delicious snack everyone get a hold of it but what i liked about this card was the absurd imagery kind of like what was enjoyed with denise mctrain and for that reason i was like no i'd like to see this every day if i could so i put it pretty high up it is on the fridge top left near the freezer handle so i think that is a pretty acceptable place for it to be okay i was a we were pretty close i was six you were four so we both Mm. agree it's sort of it's it's uh it's okay to good like that seems to be the ranking or okay to very good let's say this card is at the belly button i would say of my fridge you know it's in that nice round area where you see it sometimes and sometimes you don't it to me i had so much fun i have nostalgia for it too it's a great card it almost compared to the other extravaganzas, the cubism, the weird Dolly-esque dream nightmares <laughs> that we've encountered. It almost feels so simple and quaint. It feels like a new hope from Star Wars where you're just looking at Alec Guinness being like, look at him. Look how young Mark Hamill was. Like I right. have the same They're both talking the in the desert in costumes. It's crazy. You barely... But I'm just going to go to Tashi Station to get some power converters. <laughs> you can go hang out with your friends later. <laughs> He's just a crazy old wizard. 
<laughs> so that's why this is number six for me. I think number four is perfectly appropriate, and we're pretty close on that, so I don't feel yeah. a lot of animosity towards you at the moment. We'll see what happens. Well, it'll change. It always does towards the end of the podcast. Every episode, the animosity sort of leaks out, and that's why we have to end the uh, recording, because there is so much screaming that you guys don't hear on Zoom, but it's there. But subscribe to the Patreon, and you can hear those episodes. Yeah, the non-existent Patreon, and then you can hear all the screaming a boy can eat. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> number three for us. Oh, I guess for me, I guess. Well, for both of us, right? Because you haven't said your three yet. I uh, have not said my three, and we <laughs> are going to fight because my three is the Alimony Falcon. Dan, number eight for you, our biggest spread, five point difference. What gives? Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the biggest spread we've gotten thus far. This is the this is the gods I on your birthday. I forgot to say the title of the card. I missed. I your missed birthday. your birthday, and then of course the inside of it was fit, which they were saying shit. We can say that because if you're making your kids watch this podcast, you should reconsider what you let your kids listen to. But no, so okay, why I put it so low for me versus high. This is, for me, the beginning of the golden cards versus the, I wouldn't even call them the silver, the bronze card that is number nine, birthday and honest day, and the fire card, which is the beer one. So the reason why it is the bottom of gold while still being gold is I couldn't get out of my head the sad imagery of the Ducks midlife crisis that we discussed during that episode. The unsettling one-act play that was going on at this Steppenwolf, you know, black box theater that this duck was performing, which is a sad apartment background with dreary windows. It's constantly raining. He's probably going through a divorce, and he realizes that it was his loved one's birthday that he forgot about and said, I missed your birthday, and then it would end with a fit, and then I imagine he's smoking a cigarette and then slamming a door. And so... I couldn't get any of that unpleasantness out of my head. So for that reason, even though it's still a fun, enjoyable card, it's, I couldn't, I would like noir music would play in my head every time I looked at it. I was very much affected by the original imagery of each of these cards. So make no mistake, when you guys look at my fridge, you'll see that it's got a decent spot. It's just below the fridge door on the bottom left. But make no mistake, it's not it's not something I want to look at every day. This this duck's anxiety is not a good energy for me to start my day with when I'm going in for my homemade oat milk, which already doesn't taste very good. So I need I need to boost it with some positivity. <laughs> but for you, for you, Bobby, it was much higher up. So now I feel like you've got some explaining to do. Yeah, I'm trying to channel Gregory Peck into Kill a Mockingbird because I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure now to defend this card and. I'll tell you the simple, God's honest truth. I think about this card a lot. <laughs> I didn't know that because that is as as the as you just said, and as the as the Ding Dongs know, this is our second episode, so it's been some time since we've even talked about it. I struggle even to know where to put this because I think I said in the episode this deserves sort of a shrine in a closet. There's so much going on. I'd be afraid to destroy it because I feel like there's a soul trapped inside, and I can't destroy mm. the vessel. Yeah. It, it raises so many questions, how it was made, who's it for, what was going on in the head of the person. I, it, I appreciate a card that makes me think. And sometimes I wake up in the night in a cold sweat. I look out my window and I just think, how did that duck afford a two bedroom in 1950s, 1940s rather, uh, New York City? I just, I just don't know. And for that reason, and that reason among others that I don't need to I don't feel the need to talk about. Uh, that's why it's number three. For me. That's wonderful. That is a perfectly acceptable reason. A 
side story about a duck really cheating Wall Street and getting a beautiful apartment in Central Park West, but all of the baubles and fancy real estate in the world won't bring her back. You know who we're talking about. And so that I, I understand where, because it's sort of a condensed story in itself, it would be enjoyable. So I listen, that that was our farthest away ratio thus far, and I completely respect it and understand it, even though I don't like it. Uh, for me, number three, You're on num- number three, that's right. Number three for me was you do that for me. Thanks so much from episode three. I don't like owing dogs things, which for you was what, what number was that again? Number five for me. That was number five for you. Okay. So do you want to explain on number five, why it reaches your neutral zone? Why it's kind of in the middle, even though it's more like the middle of the golden cards. So it's a bit unfair because I was doing another aggregate of uh, the cards that we've done. I've gotten really into the charts since I, so that episode doesn't come out yet, but stay tuned guys. There's going to oh, be We're going to get deep into out. the data. We're going to get some deep charts there, but we have done, I think it was seven birthday cards, two thank you cards, and one that was not affiliated. And <laughs> um, unrelated. And, and you'll see when we get down to the lower end of this list, we're at the low, the lowest end rather. Mm-hmm. This card is really quite nice. It's fun. It's simple. It's a thank you card. Everyone loves getting a thank you card. It's just edged out by another form of the thank you card that we're going mm. to get to and we haven't talked about. So it's number five. I like it. It's just sort of been beaten back by a better to competitor. Number sure. three for you. Why, why is it number three? Number three for me because now we're getting into... I think I've said it a couple times now here on the podcast, but a lot of the imagery for the beginning of me was what encouraged me to enjoy this. I think originally in this episode, I was very critical of this card because initially the inside of it combined with the front of it confused me greatly because I didn't know what I owed this dog. I don't know what blood debt I have to it. I don't know what relative it saved from a riverbed. And now I owe it something probably for life. I've got to go take care of a thing in a warehouse for a dog. And as the title implies, I don't like owing dogs things. So that's why I had a pretty strong negative reaction at the beginning. Getting time to marinate on it, though, and enjoying it for its aesthetic purposes, it is a cute dog looking sideways saying you do that for me and if it was a thank you card coming from a friend i had time to think about it that would be a lovely thing to reminisce on ruminate on and remember the three r's and i think among all those things that is a good reason to have a card even if i am owing a canine something i can still say that it came from the kindness of a loved one who wanted to thank me for something so for that reason i think it deserved high merits i think it was a well-developed card and so i gave it a very high honor of side top right fridge so like top where the freezer door is to the right so i I sort of had a change of heart when it came to this card and i think it it got a pretty high remark for that reason yeah i like it i have i have nothing against this card so i'm glad that it's found the love i think it deserves actually i don't wait a minute we we didn't talk about my number oh wait we didn't get there yet okay never mind so what's your number two my number two we're in top two now okay the most recent episode episode 10 mutual assured gratitude you changed my life. Yes. So okay. That's the, what it was. This, okay, yeah, yeah. this is the other thank you card we've done. It's number six for you. Number two for me. I sort of intimated that I just think this is a better thank you card, but uh, I'll let you go first. Why is it number six for you? And then I'll do a retort. Sure. So it's number six for me because 
for all intents and purposes, again, a very nice card, one that has a good sentiment to it, but that's about where it stops for me. I don't think it exactly offers anything more in the realm of spectacular imagery or something that I will look back on and really go, oh, I don't know how much of an outward reaction it's going to elicit from me other than being reminded it's a nice thing from somebody. I know you know, I just talked about the You Do That For Me card, but that had a cute dog on the front of it. And if something's got a cute mm. dog on it, you know it's going to get my attention. Holy mm. mackerel is going to make me laugh. That's always a good one. I quite enjoyed that one. But something about the You Changed My Life card didn't elicit the same strength, the same potency, even though it was a very nice card. It was a very good thank you card. It's got lemons on it. I would see this on a kitchen towel that was bought at what used to be Pier 1 Imports. Or this would be <laughs> a very nice style that could be seen on a dish soap that happened to be lemon-scented. But as a card, it fits about those same categories where it's utilitarian but also artistically appreciated. So for that reason, it stays at a 6, and I put it just to the left or parallel to the to the right of the fridge door. So that's where it stands for me. Now, very high for you. That's number two. Please explain yourself for the court. I think that there's something so charming about a thank you card that is reluctant to say thank you. Mm. Because as we discussed on the episode, the most recent one, you said it so beautifully, and I can't remember the exact phrasing. I should have listened to it once again, but you said it's a card that has a secret or something along those lines. It, it's thanking you for something that wants to be forgotten. And that is <laughs> such a niche area to go in. Cause most thank yeah. yous are public and effusive and people want to know this one is someone would stick $500 in this card and say, thank you for helping Mr. De Laurentiis out. And then you'd say, who's Mr. De Laurentiis. And then you'd both walk away and you never see each other again. Mm-hmm. And that to me is so much more interesting in some ways than uh, some of the other cards that, like I said, weren't bad, but this one piques my interest. I, I am intrigued and I want to follow this card as it searches for the Alimony Falcon, which is its next adventure, I presume. The Alimony Falcon always likes every sixth tree that hasn't fully relinquished its sap. So that's a good clue that doesn't make any sense, but that is what that card's going to be going out for. It's got secrets to tell and lemons to squeeze. And what order it doesn't in, you're going to have to find out. It can only be found by those who've already forgotten that they know where it is. They knew where it was, but you're going to have to bring them back to forget to remember. That's how the card works, and that's how it is. So I, I think that's very respectable. It, it is a card. I remember doing that episode with so many problems, and by problems, I mean mysteries, that I, I don't even know if I could shake the creator of this card down and go, what did you mean by all this? Because they probably don't know either. They'd be like, I don't know. I just thought silver stripe there would be good, or you know, just a little green there. It's I'm trying to be abstract about it. You don't get a lot of creative moments with these things. I'm thanking my sister. Slap. I'm thanking my daughter. Sister. Slap. I'm thanking, I'm thanking my, my mother. I'm thanking nobody. I'm thanking myself. And so my number two, talking about thanking people, was I Speak a Flabby English, episode number four, Girls' Night Out. Now, Bobby, where was this on the list for you again? I don't have yours up. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Dan, because oh, we are is... at the end. Girls' Night Out, number episode four, I Speak a Flabby English, is my favorite card of the first batch we've done. It is ranked number one and number two. It is the highest averaged out card. So wow. we both agree, in some ways, we love this card. I love it a little bit more than you, and it knows it. it stays I, but with me we on the both weekends. we both love this card. It very much is very high for us. We maybe should talk about why it's our favorite in a second, and go right to number one because I feel like that one is 
is much more, uh, not contentious, but definitely more divided. My number one, your number seven, which is, you say it. Oh, Seafood Birthday? Yes. <gasps> seafood Birthday. I know. Episode five, Not Gone But Forgotten. This is our, oh, this beats Alimony Falcon. There's six places in between. This is this the most card. divisive. This wow. is the most divisive. Now, I. This is blowing my mind. I thought we'd give a boring episode, and indeed we might still, but we, I'm not bored. We've at got. All. We got spice to give out. We've got we've got deals to dish. We've got some we've got some real differences between you and I that we have got to iron out if we're going to keep doing this GD podcast together. And yes, I did say goddamn. I just did it with an abbreviation. Now, I think I have a little bit more explaining to do with seafood birthday than I should say so. Yeah, I know. I've really got to I got to meet my maker on this one. Look, again, I was mostly influenced by the images on the front. I know we had a lot of discussions about these cards, but a lot of it was focusing on how I've thought about them and how I like them now. And You talk about it like a, a teenager who pressured you into smoking. You're like, I didn't know. I was just following the lead. Look, I was just, yeah, I was just, it was peer pressure. What do you want me to do? They look cool. I wanted to be fun. Marlboro Reds. Uh. And that's how it was. I was peer pressured into giving this a bad review originally. No. I No, if I remember correctly, my review of seafood card was... Pretty high on the condition that this was not a mean-spirited way of getting this individual who, if those who did not remember the episode might remember that there was a clause on the back of the card that there was a translation difficulty between the individual on the card, the model, who is Greek, there was a translation difficulty with having them put the seafood on their heads and bodies and what. We can only assume that was what the translation error was. So I made my vote on benefit of the doubt because as i mentioned in the original episode if we find out that this was not something that they enjoyed then this goes right in the trash with beer card however playing benefit of the doubt if they were either doing it voluntarily or they knew what was going on and this was all good and consensual then this is the best image out of all of the cards it is a funny image it is just dead seafood on a body and a smiling person i would look at this and knowing it was in good faith and good fun for all parties involved it would be a laugh and a half every single day so i had to put it center right on the freezer so that was why it got a number one for me in the end bobby number seven for you speak your friggin piece this card is too unreliable it's it's a <laughs> it's a wild that's card. Fair. this card is the kind of person who takes you out on a date but only pays cash mm. won't tell you where they live meets a friend later in the bathroom and he doesn't want to introduce you because he just says don't worry about it like there's there's too much i don't know about this card the translation error certainly bothers me as you as you said but of course there's something this one feels the most like a nightmare to me because in a good way in some ways because it's two images that by themselves aren't scary fish and a person but you put them together in this particular combination and there's something so strange about that. I think I feel this way as you do about the um, I missed your birthday. Just the the the, mm. the images that have been put together upset me in some way, and it's unsettling for you. It's still a don't get me wrong. It's still on the fridge for me, but it's just a card that I think I always feel a a, a little chill down my spine when mm. I look at it. Yeah, I can see that there is something nautical mythic about it that is really not cool. <laughs> I can see that like it's if I were if this were a mythical creature coming up to me with its many fish like appendages, I would just be like, whoa, fuck what? So, yeah, I I can definitely see that being the case. And and that's very fair. And obviously, you know, 
mine does rely on benefit of the doubt, everything going right, and it just being goofy. So hopefully I'm not wrong. Otherwise, I'm going to be exactly the same rating as you in regards to that card. Okay. So let's talk about your number one, which is... Girls' Night Out, baby. Girls' Night Out. We can both agree that this is the highest rated card on average. It's a damn good card. Number two, close number two for me, number one for you. Bobby, Girls' Night Out, explain your love for the card. It just makes me want to put on my glitter heels, get a game of Clue out, and play that first, and then go out, because I like Clue, so I, you mm. know, I'd wear the heels during, but... This card is the one I mentioned before. It has no boundaries. It's a girls' night out. Anything can happen. All the others are birthdays or thank you cards, which are great. But this card is just to celebrate women who love to love women who love to love women. And Mm -hmm. it's got great colors. Purple and gold are great. It feels just like a good night. You solved a murder mystery, I think is what we said in the episode. You just yeah, give, this yeah, to yeah. People, give this to people you love. And what that's was what his name? Old Man do. Budgeons or something like that? Huggins? Yeah, let's say that. We'll, we'll remember. never remember. It doesn't matter. We're not going back to the episode. <laughs> never look back. That's the greeting, greeting card podcast way. So only edged out for you, Dan, by the insanity that is Seafood <laughs> Birthday. Number two for you go, Dan's, go ahead Dan's a big old fan of chaos so number one with the seafood card I love I love a thing that don't make no sense but m- boy howdy I look at girls night out with its glossy yellow Broadway style imagery and it's glittery purple rain style background and Shania Twain's I feel like a woman starts playing in my head and we're going out tonight we're feeling all right and we're gonna let it all hang out we are getting drinks we are singing loud karaoke preferably vertical horizons she's everything you want <gasps> oh and that's such a good pick man I didn't even think of vertical I've been horizons. singing it at karaoke pretty often so we're gonna be singing that we're gonna be singing I some like other- your- I like you're a god. I mean, I mean, she's everything you want is a good one too. You're, she's yeah. everything you want is good. They're all, they're all. Listen, play them all. Play the Vertical Horizon classics. New sponsors of the podcast. We hope. Please sponsor us, Vertical Horizon, if you guys are still touring. I don't know if bands sponsor podcasts, but if they do, we'd love for you to be the first. But it is, it is the definition of a good night. Girls' night out on the text, but in general, it's good night time. And I remember in the podcast episode, I think I mentioned that this would not be exactly something I would keep. But I have turned a leaf over that. I said that this might be something that I leave only because we talked about how it it's not a it's not an event that you really buy a greeting card for. But folks, my opinions have changed. I would keep this on the fridge. It's not as high as the other ones, but only because I don't think I need to see it every day for a laugh. But every time I do see it, I'm gonna hear now and that is just going to be playing and i'll be waiting for the next girl's night out whenever it's going to be so that that i think is why i I put it as high as i did because it's a lot about the vibe and while i don't get a good vibe from duck card and i get no good vibes from dog card that talks i get nothing but good vibes from girl's night out so and for that reason it gets pretty high pretty high marks ah we did it. That's, we that's did the, it. I could, I could tell you the average now if you'd care to know if we combined a fridge. And we could end with that, like where we would be if we combined a fridge, just to let you know. I wish you would. So, all right. So we both agree that, unfortunately, a birthday and honest day and beer birthday horror would probably not make it to the fridge. They're tied at a 9.5 average. So both Good. agree. Bottom of the barrel. Makes sense. Big jump to an average of 6.5 for the toilet birthday. Toby Sagona, you heard it here, foes. Okay. All Above right. that is Denise McTrain, birthday spa splurge. So we're in the middle of the fridge now. Okay. Alimony Falcon, I mythed your birthday. Okay. Holy Mackerel, it's your birthday. Fine. And then all tied for second, really, at an average of four, we have 
You changed my life, seafood birthday, and you do that for me. Thanks so much. Two gratitude cards up in the uh, competing for spot number two. Gratitude cards are nice. They were very nice gratitude cards. They were. Yeah. Everyone loves to be thanked. Yeah. And number one by average is a girl's night out. And looking at the averages, I mean, we're going to have our separate fridges, as we mentioned at the top, but I'm happy with with these averages. I think they speak to a truth that we didn't really get to yet. I'm not unhappy with these averages at all. I would say these are all very fair. I think despite our differences, some a little bit more major than others like I missed your birthday or a little bit with the toilet birthday one and even one like you do that for me seafood birthday being the top one I'm still not unhappy with our results I'd say this this is all like a fair adjustments based on you how you and I felt about these things and ultimately it's good that we have our separate fridges I think all podcast relationships should have two separate fridges this is how I've always felt about it from yeah. a religious standpoint but mm-hmm. ultimately yeah I think these are all good standards I think we already had a good coming to peace terms with it, knowing that we both agreed the last the last two were such garbage. Anything after that's got to be better. Like it's just repositioning deck chairs on the Titanic versus all the other ones. Like it's perfectly <laughs> fu- like it really it doesn't matter because we enjoy them all regardless. But boy, howdy, we've got to both agree that those two belong where exactly they are, which is a toilet. <laughs> well said. So. We did it. That was our first batch of cards. Well done, Dan. It's been a journey, and we're, we're not done yet, no matter who tells us we should be done. We just we simply aren't yet. And we I'm aren't excited. done, and well done to you, Bobby, as well. I, it's, you, I am only one half, and I can't do it without my other half, which is you. And this is absolutely such a fun way to look at the past 10 cards we've done. And when we get to another 10 cards, we're going to do it again, by God, unless there was a strong protest against it. But even then, we're not even going to listen to you ding-dongs. We're going to keep on doing it, because I think it's fun to go back at the last 10 ones and see how how we've changed. Yeah, and we'll be able to move cards on our on our lovely graphics and we'll 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 put these cards in and we'll add more cards and pretty soon we as I said before, we'll just have to move because the fridge will be inaccessible. Yeah, we won't be able to. We'll be putting ice in the oven and putting all of our perishables in there the way that some people do with shoes and clothes. Right. And then it's going to get so bad that we're just going to have to rent another studio apartment just for all of our frozen goods because I, I'm not going to start eating frozen vegetables now. I never did, and hell knows, I, I can't start now. No, thank God. And if uh, any of you ding-dongs would like, uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast or like it. Just shout out its name on a nearby rooftop. If you feel inclined, you can also leave a review for Greetings, the Greetings Card podcast, wherever you listen. It is not mandatory, but we would love to hear from you to hear how we're doing. Uh, and if you want to join in our reindeer games, Dan, anything you want to say before we close out our first review episode? I had such a good time. I think this is just such a fun time to look back at all we've done so far. 10 episodes for a lot of it's, you know what it is? I, it's so great to go back on how much we've created in such a small amount of episodes. We've really created so much great comedy and I wouldn't be able to do it without you, Bobby. So I wanted to thank you for being a man of so many talents, but also being a dear good friend. And for you listeners out there, you ding dongs please take a moment to have a look at your own fridge and see what kind of greeting cards you can put on it and that's something you can take to the bank from us here dan it's always a pleasure i am just a passenger trying to catch up to your train and i'm happy to be aboard and uh i just want to say good night and good luck to all the people listening and we'll see you (laughs) next time on greetings the greetings card podcast good night and good luck bye bye Sometimes you gotta sing when you test. Oh, we're living the recording dream, afraid to scream.